0: the birds would return. Even though they could see the cat, its lack of motion reassured them, convinced them that they were safe. The cat never reacted to those first birds. The cat would wait and watch. And eventually they'd become so confident in their safety that one would come just near enough. And then there would be a blinding strike and those around the victim would scatter. Give them enough time, though, then they would return. Always. Because the feeder was there. The feeder was home, and though they might be capable of remembering what had befallen one of their own in the same spot, they did not believe it could happen to them as well. Unshakable confidence. Unshakable stupidity. He is fascinated by the confident specimens of the helpless, he finds no fascination in the fearful. The first bird took him longer than it took the cat, but not as long as he'd expected. The secret was in his stillness. The secret was in their stupidity. It took him only five days to get the cardinal. He killed the cat when that was done. There was nothing more to be learned from it. He has patience for study and hunger for it in the way that only those truly devoted to a craft can ever possess. His craft is killing. His understanding of it is great, but he knows there will always be more to learn, and in that knowledge is his happiness. He has studied the behavior of killers, has spoken with them, has lived behind steel bars with them, and he has learned from them all. Now, as the wind freshens and the smell of dead leaves fills air that is rapidly chilling with the promise of rain, he stares at the front of the high school long enough to observe the security guard in the parking lot, and then he walks down the block and turns the corner and the football field comes into view. Here, the cardinals make their claim to glory. It's a terrible name for sporting teams. Why not the Warriors, or Titans, or Tigers— How does one summon any level of confidence wearing the logo of a bird that can be killed by the squeeze of a child's palm? There are half a dozen men sitting in the aluminum bleachers that border the field. He is not the only watcher today. They are undefeated, these cardinals. They are the most intense pride of a town that once had many more reasons to be proud. He slips in leans beside the bleachers with hands in pockets and waits for the coach to arrive. The coach, of course, is more than a coach. He has won 153 games for this school, this community. He has lost only 22. On this field where his players are now stretching, limbering up against the wind and beneath the gray sky, he has a record of 81 wins against four losses just four home losses. He's more than a coach. He is a folk hero, a mythic figure. And not just because of the wins, oh no. Coach Kent Austin is about much more than football. He proves it now, drawing silence as he walks across the field, still a young man and a fit one, but always with the trace of a limp the left knee refusing to match strides with the right, always yielding just a little more, a little too much. It only adds to the coach's compelling quality. Everyone else recognizes his wounds. The coach pretends not to. It is not only the young players in uniform who fall silent as the coach makes his way across the field. It is the men in the stands, the watchers, There is a reverence about them now, because what happens on this field matters deeply to people who have not so much as walked across its surface. You take your pride where you can find it, and right now, this is where it can be found. Because hard times have come to chambers. This much he understands well, reads it as a weather forecaster would read the dark clouds scudding in off Lake Erie. He is a forecaster in his own right— a prophet of hard times. The coach is far too focused to look up and see him, because the coach is at work, lost to the game that he insists does not matter, but of course it matters, because it is all he really has in the end. Empty games and empty fate.